Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Kenzie Kittle. She is a storyteller. Her love of stories traces back to her pre-professional days or childhood days when she would captivate her parents with tales of princesses and pirates. Whether it's a fairy tale from her childhood or a new digital campaign, she approaches them the same way with creativity and a gripping narrative. As the founder of AM Kittle Consulting, a digital marketing agency, Kenzie finds unique solutions to client challenges by developing brand voices, building comprehensive digital stories and strategies, creating content, testing new ad units, advertising units, and identifying innovative ways to motivate target audiences. On the top of her agency, Kenzie runs the life home and style blog simply jnk.com with her husband jordan which has over a following of twenty-one thousand people before launching her agency and blog kenzie led the digital efforts for the indianapolis motor speedway managing the social chain for the largest single day sporting event in the world the indianapolis 500 she honed her skills um, and paid um, strategy working with AT&T and, and an American Medical Association clients at Adferro and formerly worked as the press secretary for Congressman Luke Messer and the House Republican Policy Committee on Capitol Hill. Kenzie, thanks for being on the show. How are you today? Doing well. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. Man, that was a that was a tongue full there. You've done a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I try to keep up with it. I just I like to try different things and and always keep busy, that's for sure. Well, I had to throw in your husband too with the simply J and K. And they're like, Kenzie Kittle, KK, like how do they get the J and K or could be just kidding, just and kidding. So Wanted to throw that in there. I was like, well, Jordan needs a little bit a little bit of help too. So well, with, with all the photos he takes of me, I feel like he deserves a, at least a, a little mention in the title of my blog, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Kenzie, you know, let's just start out here. I mean, you know, going from, you know, you know, the fairy tale stories to what you've done in the past to now with um, AM Kittle Consulting, you know, why did you start your own consulting business? Yeah, you know, I think for me, my my family, they've always owned businesses. My dad's really big into business. And I knew always one day I wanted to own a business. I just wasn't sure what that business was going to be. Um, and when I first graduated college and, and started working on Capitol Hill, um, honestly, I kind of fell into social media because I bluntly was the youngest person in the office. <laughs> and I feel like more often than not, when brands start, they're kind of like, oh, young person, she or he can do this, right? Um, and so I started doing it, realized I kind of had a knack for it and really liked talking and engaging with people on social media. Um, so I kind of decided, you know, hey, I'm going to explore this a little bit more, got some more professional experience in the social realm working for an agency, um, and then was very fortunate to, to be able to lead the team over at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the social front um, and kind of, you know, I just realized in the market, I'm based out of Indy and it was a great spot, great place to launch my own business and really help a diverse range of clients from sports to, you know, business and nonprofits and kind of everything in between. And it's been, it's been a crazy year and a half since I've launched, but very fortunate and, and love what I get to do. 
That's awesome. Um, well, you, you haven't heard the two-year stretch, so we'll, we'll wait until that happens. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, um, I know that um, – I know some of your work, I mean, um, at, you know, being at Parker Gwen now and, and your, um, your influence with, uh, with social media. And when I specifically say influence, um, I, I've noticed your um, – impeccable knack for um, influencer marketing um, and your connection with people and how, and it's not just, Hey, we need to connect with this person, this person, but why do we need to connect with this person and how do we want to engage? So, you know, kind of diving in just right into the influencer marketing pieces, you know, what has been your experience with influencer marketing? So I hate to say that I fell into influencer marketing, but I I really think, you know, I had my blog on the side. And as I was really learning more about social media, my blog was growing and growing and growing. Um, I do all things home decor. So particularly with Parker Gwen, it was kind of the perfect fit. And I'll say that I kind of, as my blog was growing and as I was working with different clients, I saw this huge opportunity to kind of blend the two worlds that I was working in um, and start crafting these very brand specific influencer marketing campaigns um, for each of my different clients. So, you know, for, for someone like a Parker Gwen, it's been great to, to really activate home decor influencers that we really respect their work and they can show off some of the incredible products that we sell um, for, you know, sports clients and, and event specific clients. I love to actually bring influencers out to events and kind of host them and show them why each event or sports, you know, game race, et cetera, um, is so cool and kind of find how, how their little puzzle piece fits with the event that they're attending. So I think when you're, when you're crafting an influencer marketing strategy, it's all about, you know, what influencer is right for this brand? Why are they right for the brand? And how can we show them that this is valuable for them and for the brand itself? I like that. And I like that um, you kind of referenced not only Parker Gwen, but you referenced um, Indianapolis Motor Speedway because influencers can be very different um, with those two different brands. So, um, you know, kind of going into this or, you know, what are some of the do's and don'ts when you kind of go into um, reaching out to influencers and messaging and, and, and seeing, you know, what kind of content um, would match up with the brand? Yeah, I mean, I think it's different for each of the campaigns you're planning, right? So I think you always have to look at something. I mean, I'll tell you from the influencer perspective, too, these influencers work so hard day in and day out. And, you know, if you're just on their feeds or um, their pages, it might look so effortless, but they're putting so much effort into every single picture, Instagram story, caption, everything that they're doing. There's so much effort there. And I think, you know, from a brand perspective, sometimes we lose we lose sight of that and we just want them for our purpose. Um, but the real value is when you're able to find influencers whose brand identity um, and work ethic matches your brands um, and really sinks into the same space. And I think, you know, when I'm personally pitching out or reaching influencers, my first step is to always start with a very long list of names um, of influencers who I think would be a good fit. And I think one benefit I have being on the influencer side and brand side is that I know a lot of the influencers too, which helps because I've, I've seen their work ethic firsthand. Um, so I'll kind of start with a long list and then I'll decide from there, who do I think would be a good fit? Um, how can we bring value to those influencers too? You know, why does this event or product serve them in some way? And then I'll reach out, um, just kind of really getting down to the point, you know, very 
this is what we're looking for. This is how we think we can add value to for your audience and, and how we can help you grow. Um, and in return, you know, this is really what we're looking for. You know, do you feel like this matches up with your mission and your brand as well? Like it. Sorry, I was doing a pause of how do I collect everything that you said and how do I consolidate that? Um, <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm just going to end up, I'm going to say I like it. But it, it makes it makes a lot of sense, but it makes a lot of sense too with people who are not in the influencer marketing industry that, um, you know, you have like a, you have a competitive edge is that you started out um, on the side of being an influencer. So that's really cool too. So, you know, being an influencer and people reaching out to you, as well as how do you reach out to other people? How do you craft messages when you you dwindle down that list to, you know, people who would match, you know, that specific brand like Parker Gwen, you know, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and several other your clients? How how do you how do you match that messaging? Yeah, I think I think for me it's really it boils down to making sure in your first initial, you know, reach out that you have here's what we're offering here, you know, we're open to your suggestions as well. I think more often than not, brands forget that these are people and their businesses at the same time. And, and they're hoping to gain something from this. So asking them for their input on clap on crafting a collaboration can be just as meaningful as telling them this is what we're offering, right? Um, and then also, I think just saying, here's what, everything you're going to get in return. Here are all the ways we're going to share your story and your brand as well. Um, so it's that give and take between here's what we can provide you, here's what we're looking for to make sure that you find the collaboration or, you know, opportunity that fits both of you best and actually is going to move the needle. And I think the other point is I've found that working with influencers, I know you and I have talked about this a lot, Sean, working with influencers once is not really that impactful, in my opinion. I think you need... If you're going to start reaching out, you need to think through influencers that you can work with two, three, four times um, so that their audience, you know, really sees you over and over and over again on their page. And that's how you really build that brand credibility and trust. Um, So one thing I always look for and I always make sure to highlight kind of in my initial email is, hey, look this isn't going to be a one-off campaign. We're really looking for long-term partners um, and people that we feel will represent our brand really, really well. You actually gave me another question that I wanted to ask out of this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, With, with the long time, you know, influencers of of building with. So, I mean, I know we've had, you know, extenuous conversations at Parker Gwen about, um, you know, the huge macro influencers that, you Mm know, you know, can send out something and get, you know, tens of thousands, you know, way, you know, huge Mm -hmm. engagements on things. But then there's also these micro or nano um, influencers Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, you and I have, you know, well, you have investigated and and found some real validity and the engagement part of that. Um, Can you kind of speak more towards um, kind of the high, not the hierarchy, but, um, you know, I know a lot of, you know, companies are like, hey, let's go for macro influencers rather than, you know, you know, talking about, you know, your strategy with this micro or nano influencer was because it was actually very interesting to me when you first mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think there's value in all influencers for sure. But I think it it totally depends on what you're looking to gain. And, and I think for us specifically, you know, 
micro influencers, their audiences are so targeted and, and so specific um, that if you're a brand who really is trying to hone in on a very specific person, I'd highly recommend working with two or three micro influencers as opposed to one macro influencer. Um, I think the other thing or the other side of it is if you're a brand who, you know, might, maybe doesn't have a ton of money to throw at influencer marketing or is is looking to potentially gift product at first and then kind of grow your partnerships into paid opportunities. I think micro and nano influencers are also a really great place to, to start because um, for that crowd, a lot of times they're just looking for more content too. So you can trade a product and, and find that to be mutually beneficial. Whereas a macro influencer, you know, understandably and, and, you know, has, they've worked hard to get to the point where they can charge a lot of money per post or per, per story or whatever it may be. Um, so I think all of those things have to really be taken into consideration when you're, when you're evaluating, where do I start with my influencer marketing plan? I like that. I mean, it's very intentional, um, Mm -hmm. where you want to go. Um, so I'm going to stop grilling you on, uh, the questions here and <laughs> I want you to, you know, I know that you love to share stories about princesses and pirates, um, <laughs> to, you know, <laughs> to your parents, uh, back in the day. But, um, if you would like to share a story of something that's not on, you know, your website or, um, through, you know, um, you know, your different website, web- websites actually, um, where, you know, you're kind of behind the scenes of working with these influencers to help these other brands. Can you kind of give an example of, um, the approach that you, you know, that you've kind of, um, honed in on and and improved and then what was the result of that? Yeah. I mean, I think I can, I can start just since we're both with Parker Gwen, you know, an easy story I can share from there that, that we've found to be really successful. Um, specifically with Instagram is identifying Instagram influencers who um, really embody what Parker Gwen is. You know, they're, they have a young, fresh take on home decor. They're looking for their full home experience to be completed. So technology, decor, furniture, all of the, all of that, they want it all really built up in their home. So um, when I first started working with Parker Gwen, we really sat down, talked through that and said, who are the influencers that embody this approach? Who's showing off, you know, this awesome speaker set that they have, as well as this beautifully styled living room, right? And and how does that merge together? And how can we use those influencers to show who we are as a brand? Um, so I think my initial pitch list, you know, <laughs> was, which feels so long ago now, but my initial pitch list was, I think, five total influencers. And I sent out an email saying, this is who Parker Gwen is. We know you probably haven't, you know, you might not have heard of us yet. This is why we think that you'll love our brand. And it was met with such a positive response. I mean, I think four out of the five agreed to work with us just in that initial response when we, when we weren't even, you know, massively followed yet, which is, which is awesome. Um, and though through those partnerships, we grew by a few thousand on Instagram within that month, just because we had really found the right demographic. We built out a campaign that worked with them. Um, and some of those influencers we're still to this day working with because our partnership was just spot on and it, they really gained value from it. We gained value from it. Um, and I think it's just an example of, of how long-term partnerships can be really effective when you find the right people to partner with. Oh, agreed, agreed, agreed. It's, it's about who you work with. It's almost kind of like family and friends. Right. Uh, what are those, what, what's the working relationship out of that? So, 
enough about um, all the influencers out there <laughs> um, and just about the influencer that's talking right now in this interview <laughs> is about you. So, you know, first thing is, um, you know, when you first get up in the morning, why, first of all, you know, why start a consulting company? And second of all, I mean, you know, when you get up in the morning, what's the kind of the first thing you think about is why do you love what you do? Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I wanted to start a consulting company because I wanted to be able to, I'm a person who very much likes a challenge, I will say that much. Um, and I really like the challenge of thinking through not just one brand's, you know, social strategy or their thought in the day, I, I like thinking through a ton of brands and helping them all solve different problems and across tons of different industries. It's something that always is really exciting for me. Um, and I think that when I, you know, when I first get up and I think about going to work for the day, one, I normally have, I'm, I live by my to-do list, which for those who know me is not shocking at all. Um, so I like pull out my old school, like written planner, which I feel like no one has anymore. And I just like, love to go to my to-do list. Like it's like my favorite thing in the world. It makes me so excited just to think about um, basically how I'm going to engage with people that day and and talk with people. So that's what I love most about it, I'd say. I like that. Uh, <laughs> so what do you do um, as for a hobby um, that, you know, kind of re-energizes you, you know, when you go back into your consulting with different companies? Um, it's going to sound so funny, but home decor is like my biggest hobby. If that even is, if that counts, if you'll allow that, <laughs> um, I'll allow I, that. <laughs> but I would say you would see if you follow my actual like lifestyle blog, you will see, I am all about home decor, specifically like plants and using plants for home decor. So for me, like anytime I get to like get a new plant or like propagate a plant, which sounds so dorky. Um, I am all about it. It's a huge hobby of mine. Anytime I can like rearrange a room, I just like, it's the best day ever when I get to do that. <laughs> so, you know, my last question is all about health. I mean, is there, you know, any health, you know, benefits of plants or rearranging <laughs> a room as well as, you know, what, what else do you do uh, yeah. for your health to kind of, um, bring everything into like a, a whole whole spectrum of, of yourself of making sure that you're, you know, going out there and, and doing your best work. I will tell you, yes, there are tons of health benefits on plants, but I would not be a good marketer if I didn't say I have a blog post all about it that you can check out. <laughs> um, and I would say from a health perspective, I've always been really big into running. I like can't lift weights to save my life, but um, but I love going for a run. So I like to, my husband and I, Jordan, we go for runs together all the time and we take our two dogs with us, which is a sight to see, I will tell you, but, but it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can only envision. So, uh, <laughs> so Kenzie, thanks so much for being on the show and, and talking about, you know, how you've um, progressed. I mean, ever since childhood and where you found your passion and your focus. Um, and the biggest thing, you know, with this is, you know, going into, you know, you know, specific details of how to, you know, find influencers as well as being an influencer and, you know, captivating them through gripping, gripping narrative of understanding a, a company's brand and bringing that in as well as sharing some stories, sharing some laughs and, and sharing about you. So appreciate that. Thank you for being on this episode. Thanks so much for having me. I had a blast. 